welcome, welcome, welcome to the Doc Washburn Show. Obviously, this is not Doc Washburn. This is Donnie Copeland sitting in for the one and only Doc Washburn. Uh, but we uh, owe you several podcasts, and we're going to make up for some of that here tonight. Uh, as you know, Doc is working hard. Uh, for some of you that may not know, Doc is running uh, for governor of the state of Arkansas. I'll, tell, I'll talk a little bit about that uh, from my angle uh, here today, but I'm going to focus a lot on uh, national things, things happening in the last 48 hours uh, in uh, in the news, and then the things that are coming up in the next 24 hours in the news. That's where we kind of like to stay in that sweet spot, uh, and that's kind of how Doc has taught us how to do it, so we're doing our best to do that. I, I know you're probably very disappointed that he's not here with you, uh, but man, he's just uh, traveling. I think he had four or five a date starting at 7 a.m. this morning, uh, going till past midnight tonight. And, uh, I told him, I said, look, man, let me, let me step in, uh, take some of this off of you. And, uh, he, he doesn't like doing, he doesn't like getting someone else to do it. But, uh, here I am. And, uh, just so thankful for you guys. Uh, so very thankful for, uh, our sponsors, uh, as every day our podcast are brought to you by Red River Your Way, by Justin Minton Law Firm, uh, by MyFamilyHealthPlan.com, Jonathan Presswood, uh, Edwards Jones Investments, and TurnMyPowerOn.com. And uh, we're just so thankful for these guys. You'll be hearing from more of them uh, here in a little bit, but we're just so thankful. Uh, this is episode 133, episode 133 uh, on uh, April the 21st. And uh, we're just so thankful that you've joined us here today and uh, looking forward to what uh, uh, what ground we're going to cover here today. I, I want to talk to you for just a moment about uh, some things going on here locally because uh, in the Republican Party, because I think it really is indicative of the problem that we as true conservatives have nationwide. So it's not just something uh, that we're dealing with here in Arkansas. It's nationwide. It's what Donald Trump dealt with, quite honestly, uh, when he ran. If you'll remember how uh, he was just constantly attacked uh, by the media, by Democrats and by the GOP. And uh, and so, you know, in a in a primary, you're going to have uh, differences. You're going to have uh, different policy uh, stuff that, you know, is differences. That's very, very uh, uh, foreseeable. And that's stuff that you definitely know that's, that's going to happen. Uh, but that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about uh, people putting their finger on the scale. I'm talking about county committees uh, organizing uh, uh, days where they go out and campaign for Sarah Huckabee Sanders, uh, Governor, uh, yeah, Governor Washburn's, uh, opponent. Uh, I said it, Governor Washburn. Um, and, uh, and so, you know, they're not going out knocking doors for, uh, for Doc Washburn, uh, but they are going out knocking doors for the woman who has $13 million, uh, who could pay all the volunteers she wanted to pay, uh, but spends all of her time in other, uh, sit, uh, states and, uh, cities raising money. Now, the question comes up, and again, I'm not going to spend a ton of time on local politics because you are from all 50 states and from numerous other countries. Uh, so we certainly want to, uh, talk about things that would interest you today. And, uh, that's, we're certainly going to try to do that for you. Uh, and, and we appreciate you so much. I mean, we're, we're only here because you, the listeners, 
support us and of course our advertisers. So thank you. Uh, so very, very much. But again, I'm talking about the systemic problem within the Republican Party. And that is the Republican Party doesn't like conservatives very much. Uh, they like for you to toe the party line. They like for you to go vote. They like for you to vote in their people. And what they do, uh, by far and large, uh, you have, uh, candidates who campaign as conservatives, then when they get to Washington or to your state capital, certainly our state capital here at Little Rock, uh, they uh, placate to big business. They placate to special interests. They placate to the Democratic Party. And they do very little, if any, of the things that they promised their constituents, the voters, in this case, Arkansas, but certainly Illinois and Texas and uh, uh, Louisiana, Mississippi, uh, Virginia, on and on, all the listeners we have all over uh, the country. And so you see this happening on a, on a regular basis. And uh, so then you have Donald Trump come along, and Donald Trump, uh, actually does what he says. You had guys, uh, including my hero, Ronald Reagan, who said, we're going to move the embassy of, of Israel to Jerusalem. Not one person did it. Not a Republican, not a Democrat. Obviously, the Democrats didn't. They now take a stance uh, against Israel. But years ago, <coughs> excuse me, they didn't. And uh, and so, uh, but, but here comes Donald Trump, and lo and behold, what does Donald Trump do? Within his first few months in office, he moves the, the embassy to Jerusalem just like he said he was going to do. What a novel idea for a politician who campaigned on a promise to actually keep that promise. And, uh, and that's really what uh, excites me uh, about someone like Doc Washburn. A, Doc did not want to run for governor. He had no desire to. Uh, I'm a business partner of his. I'm a, I'm a partner in the podcast. Uh, he and I uh, spent a lot, a lot of time together. Uh, not one time has he ever mentioned any desire whatsoever uh, to be in politics. Uh, he was the one speaking truth to power. Uh, and then um, Sarah Huckabee Sanders announced that she's going to run uh, for the governor of Arkansas. And then you had Tim Griffin and Leslie Rutledge who were already running and they dropped out because she had, you know, all this money and, uh, don't know what all went on while they got out entirely, but anyway, they got out. That's the bottom line. So she had it uh, by herself, no uh, primary opponent. And then all of a sudden, what does she do? She endorses Trump hating French Hill. She endorses uh, Trump critic, John, Senator John Bozeman, Congressman French Hill, Senator John Bozeman. Now she waits to after, uh, Tim Griffin and she waits after Leslie Rutledge gets out. Then she wholeheartedly, uh, endorses these people and, and the internet and especially Facebook explodes with negative comments. Uh, we saw over 500 comments. And I would say easily 99% of those comments were negative. Not only were they negative, what are you doing? What are you thinking? Sarah, we, we thought you were the, you know, you, we thought you were the next Donald Trump. What are you doing? Uh, not only was it that, but it was, uh, I can, you know, I don't agree with you. And not only do I not agree with you, I can no longer support you. I can't vote for you. 
And so, uh, and then people started calling, you know, what are we going to do? You know, who are we going to get to, to run? Who's going to primary? And, and, and everybody's like, no one's going to primary, uh, 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 Sarah Huckabee Sanders, she's got $13 million. Who would be crazy, uh, crazy enough to do that? Well, enter uh, Doc Washburn. Uh, a few people began to approach him and uh, we bounced it. You know, our leadership team here at the podcast, we bounced it off of one another. And, and, uh, and, and so we asked this, I thought was a, a very important question for our donors, for our volunteers. Now we have, we have, we have over a hundred volunteers right now. We have a phenomenal, phenomenal team that's helping Doc, uh, with this campaign. And, and one thing that we said though, the, the kind of the, the leaders of the campaign, we, we made a pack. We said, look, we're not doing this to promote the podcast. Now will we promote the podcast while we're running? Absolutely. We want people to listen to Doc. Uh, every day. And I'm sorry you're not being able to listen to him uh, for the next couple of days. It's going to be me. Uh, but he's trying to get caught up. He's trying to do the things he needs to do. And he'll be back uh, sooner than later for sure. But he's just uh, just burning the candle at both ends. So I know you understand that. Uh, but um, we said, you know, we this can't be about just promoting the podcast. If we do this, we've got to run to win. And people go, okay, now you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna do this. She's got $13 million. You might raise a couple of hundred grand. How are you gonna do that? And, and we're like, I don't know, David beat Goliath. You know, there, there's, uh, you know, the U.S. hockey team beat Russia. Uh, you know, maybe, maybe we get another miracle, uh, in, like David got. Maybe we get another miracle on ice, so to speak. And so, uh, we, we agreed, you know, and Doc agreed. He said, no, no, no. If I do this, I'm, 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 I'm in it to win it. That was his exact words. And we said, okay, if, if you're in it to win it, we're going to do this and we're going to do it right. Uh, God just gave us a phenomenal group of people. Uh, the first domino I feel like was probably the most pivotal, uh, was reopen Arkansas. That was a group that had really come on the scene during the pan- pandemic. Uh, and Scott Gray, uh, and, and, uh, Angela, his wife and daughter, Allison and, uh, Chris and, and, uh, and, and just a what Carrie, just a wonderful, their leadership team. So we want to endorse, uh, Doc Washburn, uh, and, <coughs> excuse me, and supported him financially. Uh, and so that was the start. Then, uh, the gun owners of Arkansas jumped in and said, look, we want to help. Uh, then the conservative patriots group jumped in. Uh, then it was, uh, conservative women jumped in and, and just on and on. We had group after group began to start joining in. Uh, and we've got this huge, uh, uh, dynamic of volunteers. Uh, one of the most, I, listen, I ran for statewide office in 2010, got within 2.7, 2.8 points of winning, uh, that race. I was, I was greatly, uh, outspent, uh, but just had the connections all over the state. Uh, and, and then I ran for the House of Representatives and then I ran for the state Senate. Uh, I won the House, uh, seat, lost, as I said, the Lieutenant Governor's race and I lost the state Senate race. All those very narrowly. I think all three combined was a total of six points. Uh, win and, uh, one win and two losses, uh, total of six points separated all of them. And so I've, I've, it's not my first rodeo. I've done this before. I've never been a part 
of a campaign that is ran uh, more professionally uh, with less money and spend money, spends money so wisely and having the impact. And we're we're moving the needle, folks. I'm telling you, I told my wife the other day, I said, listen, if we win this race, uh, it'll be one of the top three uh, upsets in electoral uh, history in the United States of America. Uh, it'll be right up there with any, uh, do, uh, Dewey Truman. It'll be, it'll be right there with any of the major, major, uh, upsets just because of the disparity in money. Uh, but, uh, you know, the thing, Doc, I love what Doc says. Doc is such an awesome candidate because he works so hard. Uh, he is great, uh, off the cuff. He's great. He's always well prepared. Uh, and that he cares. He cares about people. He's, he's not in this for power. He's not in it for money. He's in it to serve the people and, uh, and, and people know it. They just feel it. They get it. Anybody he talks to that was voting for Sarah Huckabee Sanders after they hear him, uh, he flips them. It's just, it's just the most amazing thing that I have seen. And so, uh, but, but here's what we're up against and what I was going to talk to you about. Uh, it started off with this, and then I want to go to some other things here in a moment. But uh, what we found is that, uh, you know, people sending us these Facebook shots of uh, Polk County and Johnson County, uh, let's see, uh, uh, Saline County, Garland County. Uh, Saline, I may, I may be overstepping it there. It may not be Saline County. I know Garland, Polk, Johnson uh, are the ones that, that come to mind right now. And, uh, I don't know for sure, uh, but, uh, it looks like there could be some committee, uh, uh, committee organization. I don't know that for sure. I want to make sure I say that again. Uh, but they definitely are saying, Hey, committee members, uh, Hey, people from Garland County Republican party, people from Polk uh, County Republican party meet at such and such. We're going to go knock doors. For Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Okay. Look, uh, we're not whiners. We're, we're not, you know, we, we, we all know what we're up against. Uh, we're fighters. We, we've had to fight against odds our whole life. You know, we weren't born, uh, no, you know, no one gave us $13 million. We're going to have to win this with, uh, brawn and, and brains and, and just, you know, sweat of the brow. Uh, but, but fair is fair. And, uh, and, and so committees need to stay out of this. Uh, but, you know, they can't help themselves. Uh, and, and so, but, but Doc has a great line and he says this. He says, look, Sarah Huckabee Sanders may have money. I have a message. You know what his message is? His message is, uh, it's the same message that you are feeling in your state. It's the same message that people are feeling all across the United States. It is the same message that got Donald J. Trump elected president, and we'll get him elected again in 2024. And that is the professional politician, the parties have done nothing but failed us. In Arkansas, in the last 40 years, we have had 20 years of Republican uh, governors, and we have t- we have had 20 years of Democrat governors. And uh, we still are called a poor state. We're still called a state. Can't afford to cut taxes because we need the money. Uh, and still, uh, the fact remains that we still are spending 34% more than all the states around us. 
we're spending money like drunken sailors. Politicians are leaving office making forty, fifty thousand dollars for a very, very, very part-time job, and then getting jobs uh, making a quarter of a million dollars a year uh, to be a lobbyist uh, in state government for a state agency um, that they and they just got through working for sixteen years. Uh, in the state, drawing a state paycheck. Now they're going to work for a state uh, agency or a state medical system making a quarter of a million dollars a year. Don't tell me that we can't cut uh, government. And you have the same problem in your uh, state. You have people who are being enriched by the system. They're not there as servant leaders. They're there uh, to see what they can get out of government. Uh, and it's a money grab and it's a few people benefiting, uh, their businesses are benefiting, uh, <coughs> their agencies are benefiting, uh, while the taxpayer, uh, carries the freight, carries the water. And, uh, we're all about stopping that. Doc is going to stop that. Now, here's the, the irony of this whole thing. Uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders worked for Donald Trump. Uh, but yet, you know where, uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders was? Uh, last month, she was in Indiana, or maybe been six weeks ago. She was in Indiana campaigning with Michael Pence. Yeah, the same Michael Pence that stabbed you and I in the back on January the 6th when he refused to do his job by sending uh, the results back to the electors in the states that actually had requested had sent letters to the vice president asking him to send uh, the uh, the certifications back to uh, the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. He refused to do so. Uh, and it was all because, and now we see it so clearly, Mark Short was a part of it. Mike Pence was a, short, a part of it. Uh, they were a part of undermining uh, Donald Trump. Uh, we had a break today uh, that uh, a, a, a an audio of uh of Meadows uh, I believe it was uh, I'm sorry Kevin McCarthy and Liz Cheney uh, on a audio uh that uh Kevin McCarthy's telling Liz Cheney he's going to ask Trump to resign uh these people have one person's interest in mind and that's their own they do not have the the people's interest at heart uh, and, uh, one of the greatest lessons I learned when I went to the, when I went to the legislature, uh, I was shocked to find out that my idea that it was Republicans against Democrats was so off base. It is not Republicans against Democrats. It is establishment Republicans plus establishment Democrats plus lobbyists and special interests who are aligned against we the people. And so Donald Trump has blown that up. And ironically, the woman who worked for Donald Trump has been going and getting uh, millions upon millions of dollars uh, from the Walmarts, the woke corporations, the Tysons and uh, even Democrats in California. Now, here's a question for you. Uh, and look, we're a talk show. It's opinion. OK, so that's it is what it is. Right. Uh, but I want to ask you a question. Uh, and that is, uh, A, why would a politician from Arkansas or, not, or somebody who lived in Arkansas years ago, hadn't been here in quite a while, now back wanting to, uh, wanting to run for governor, uh, why do they need to raise, you know, multiple times 
what it takes to run for governor. Why are they going all over the country raising that money? Why are they spending time with a man by the name of Michael uh, Mike Pence, who has already stated that he is planning on running for, for president in 2024. And I, I suspect it'll be a Jeb Bush type run uh, because he is probably just uh, a tad less popular than Poison Ivy, uh, that being Mike Pence, uh, in, in conservative circles, in primary voting circles. Uh, so why would Sarah Huckabee Sanders run around with Michael Pence? Why would she be raising money at $5,000 a plate dinners, which is not typical gubernatorial type uh, activity and fundraising acumen, but it's more presidential. And and what hit me the other day was I really believe what's happening. I believe that Sarah Huckabee Sanders is using uh, the, the, the gubernatorial race here in Arkansas, uh, to show, uh, the, the establishment that she can raise money. That's why she endorsed French Hill. That's why she endorsed John Bozeman. She's letting them know she's sending signals to them. Hey, that I'm not a, I'm not a Trumper. Uh, I'm, 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 I'm with the establishment. Uh, and, and they don't get it. That is not the future of the Republican Party. The Repub- listen, the, 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 the establishment Republican Party is dead and gone. It, it's, it's over. It's done with. It's not coming back. Uh, and, uh, it is, it is a dead end street, uh, cut and dried. And so, uh, but, but they, they can't understand that. They can't get that. Uh, and that we are seeing this movement, uh, in Arkansas. And, and I'm telling you, and I know I'm a very optimistic person, but I'm telling you, if, if we get, uh, just a little bit more money, uh, for, for Dot Washburn, you can go to elect.washburn.com if you would like to give. Um, if we get just a little bit more money, I believe it is entirely conceivable that we can pull one of the greatest upsets, uh, in election, election history. Uh, and, and not only is it someone with a lot of money, but it's someone that actually that was endorsed by Donald Trump. Now, here's the fascinating thing about the Trump voter. Now, you know this because you are Trump voters yourself by far and large. Uh, and that is while, while we love what Donald Trump stands for, while we love that he takes on the establishment, while we love that he takes on the media, we are not blind loyalists. Great example is when Donald Trump went into Georgia and started talking about the vaccination. You know, uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders did that. She talked about how uh, Arkansas needed to get vaccinated more. We're like, what? You know, people are dying from this thing. You know, let people make up their own mind. Let them do their own research and, and quit waiting in. Just leave people alone. And then we find out she's getting money from Pfizer. She's getting money from M- Moderna. And so it makes perfect sense. Uh, but when Trump gets up and talks about uh, being pro-vax uh, in Georgia, he gets booed. And, 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 and what people don't understand, they think the Trump voter is this monolithic, you know, just robot. And nothing could be further from the truth. Uh, people are uh, supporting Donald Trump. You and I are supporting Donald Trump because he reflects how we feel and who we are. And that's why. And so if, if people could just understand that, if they can understand this is not a monolithic type voting segment. And that's why people are going to be shocked by on, on uh, May 24th, uh, the election here and not just here. Uh, I think they're going to be shocked 
uh, in the uh, congressional race, the second district congressional race with Conrad Reynolds and French Hill. I think Conrad Reynolds is going to boat racing. I, I think maybe Jen Morgan beats uh, John Bozeman um, because these and, and Trump endorsed Bozeman. Uh, he endorsed uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Uh, yet these voters think for themselves. They think with their heart. They think with their mind. Uh, they look for little signs like you endorsing uh, a, a rhino, and, and they just simply do not like it. And so we're seeing some really, really, uh, I think, positive things nationally. I think uh, the, the rise of, um, uh, of, of uh, Governor DeSantis is a great, great example of this. Governor DeSantis uh, is uh, reflective. Uh, you know, and somebody asked me the other day, said, you know, if uh, I'm going to take a drink of coffee here real quick. Somebody said, you know, if um, if DeSantis ran against President Trump, Governor DeSantis ran against uh, uh, President Trump, you know, who would you vote for? I'd vote for Trump. Uh, here's why. He's he's blazed the trail. I still think he's probably got the, uh, you know, the moxie uh, and, and just on a national stage. Uh, I would love to see DeSantis as his running mate. Uh, I do know with. Um, Governor DeSantis's wife's uh, health. I, I think that's a huge issue uh, for him. Uh, I love him. Uh, President Trump's my 1A, I think, our one uh, first choice. Uh, Governor DeSantis is definitely my 1A. Uh, but I just think, you know, uh, President Trump has been in the fight. He, he, he got hosed. He, he, he got an election stolen from him uh, in 2020. And so uh, I just I can't abandon him. I just I have to vote for him. Uh, now, if he takes on a Nikki Haley, <clears throat> if, he, if he starts, you know, a Nikki Haley running mates, you know, some garbage like that. Uh, no, I'm not calling her garbage. I'm saying a garbage pick. I just I can't go with that. I'm not not doing it. So um, so so, you know, there's a lot of things to be fleshed out between here and there. But let's talk about the last uh News cycle and what's going on out there. You know, like I said, the the uh, uh, audio, Kevin McCarthy. Let's see if we can find that audio for you. I think that's fascinating. Uh, let's see here. Uh, let, let me see if I can get this pulled up for you, see if you can hear it. OK, hold on a second. Of the attack was still sinking in, and it seemed increasingly clear to him that he had to break with Trump. It was finally time to end their alliance. His plan, McCarthy said on that January 10th call, was to approach President Trump and tell him it was inevitable that Congress would impeach him, and it was time for him to go. He envisioned telling Trump of an impeachment resolution, quote, I think this will pass, and it would be my recommendation you should resign. I think this will pass, meaning the impeachment resolution will pass, meaning you will. Okay, I apologize. I thought that was the audio. Uh, I'm sorry you had to listen to Rachel Maddow. Uh, please forgive me. Um, that that may cost me ever been able to be on the show ever again, and uh, I, I deserve every bit of it. Uh, I, again, I thought that was the audio between McCarthy, Kevin McCarthy, and Liz Cheney where they're basically plotting against uh, President Trump. That, that's what we're dealing with here. That's what I'm talking about. We're dealing with 
people who do not want to lose power. They're more concerned about keeping power than they are turning power over to the people. They have power. They want to keep it. They will align with Democrats to do it. They'll do whatever they have to do. And President Trump is a direct uh, challenge to that. And they they hate him for it. Not only do they hate him for it, uh, also the Democrats hate him for it. Uh, the, the establishment uh, hates him for it. And I think if there's any one uh, Achilles heel of President Trump, it is uh, listening uh, to people around him and uh, uh, getting some bad advice. I think if he just uh, did uh, more of uh, more of just listening to his own instincts, doing things like he did much like he does in business, I think he would be much, much uh, better off. Um, also, uh, uh, President Trump delivered the keynote speech at the Heritage Foundation's annual leadership conference uh, uh, today or yesterday, uh, and uh, it, he he talked about the climate hysteria hoax destroying the economy. Listen, folks, I'm gonna tell you, uh, this thing is, as you well know, is a religion. It is a. Uh, I was watching. I was babysitting my youngest grandchild uh, today, and. Uh, uh, they record uh, almost all the Premier League. Uh, I love watching Premier League soccer. Uh, hadn't always been a soccer fan, but just the last few years, my uh, oldest grandson has become uh, quite the soccer player, and so we watch him a lot, and and uh, they're big on it. And so started watching it, <clears throat> but I couldn't help. Of course, this is over in the EU. I couldn't help but think, you know, watch the, the big ads, the, the banner ads that are around the stadium. And it's, you know, green, 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 eco, green, eco, green, 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 green. And, uh, it is a religion of these folks. Uh, and it is, uh, their way to, uh, take power from you and I under the auspice of saving the planet. Listen, I can't listen to you preach to me about how I need to save the planet when uh, the press conference that you showed up uh, to where uh, in, in which to speak, uh, you you came in on a Learjet, uh, you know, you live in a $30,000 home, I'm sorry, 30,000 square foot home uh, on the beach uh, you know, and so you practice none of what you preach. Uh, you've got seven homes and you're telling me how we need to sacrifice. Uh, well, you sell six of your homes, uh, and, and, and start with you and sell your Learjet. So, um, you know, it's, 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 it's hypocrisy, uh, at the very highest level for, for sure. And, uh, so we're going to, we're going to talk about, uh, some more things here today. Talk about, um, uh, Title 42 uh, and uh, uh, Biden and, and kind of the the pickle he finds himself in with Title 42 uh, and and just kind of what the future holds uh, in the next couple of years, uh, how we can combat that, what we're going to do, what the the makeup of the House and the Senate is going to look like. And is it going to matter uh, if, if Republicans take the House and they do what they always do? Is it even going to matter? And I know I get on that any time I get to get on the show, but um, it, it's true. And so 
Uh, we're going to be talking about more of that. Uh, but, but first I want to just, uh, thank so much our awesome, awesome, uh, sponsors and the wonderful, wonderful service that they provide because they make this show possible for you. And, uh, and so we've got a, a couple of those here, uh, that we're going to, um, uh, let you hear from here in just a moment. And, uh, and then we'll be back here in just a moment. If you try to buy a car recently, you realize there's such a chip shortage, you may have a hard time finding what you're looking for. People I know have actually bought vehicles from hundreds of miles away from where they live. That's where Red River Your Way comes in. Red River Your Way is a big old car dealership in the middle of the USA that believes in freedom, including your freedom to buy a car, truck, van, or SUV the way you want to. You can buy online, and they'll drive it to you no matter where you are. Red River Your Way wants to make your car buying experience as easy and transparent as possible. That's why they've added technology to their website to put you in complete control of your payment options and allows you to complete the entire purchase process online. But don't worry, Red River experts are still here to help you every step of the way if you have any questions. Red River makes it so easy. As you browse their selection, you'll see each vehicle has a button that says Explore Payment Options on it. Clicking that button guide you through a few easy questions and then create personalized payment options you have complete control over. All you have to do is adjust your preferences and all the math happens automatically so you can figure out what monthly payment works best for your budget. Red River Your Way makes car buying online easy. Your whole car buying process is completely transparent. If you want to buy a car, truck, van, or SUV, order online from the nationwide car dealer that believes in freedom. The dealer that will deliver your vehicle to your front door no matter where you live, RedRiverYourWay.com. You will be glad you did. We talk a lot about pushing back against the overreach of the federal government. What better example would there be than Obamacare? Are you like most Americans? Did Obamacare, the so-called Affordable Care Act, make your health care more expensive? Does your health insurance premium feel like a second mortgage? Does your sky-high deductible prevent you from going to the doctor? Do your sky-high co-pays keep you from going to the doctor? If you answered yes to any of these questions, you need to go to a website called MyFamilyHealthPlan.com. When you click on MyFamilyHealthPlan.com, you see the big, bold letters, Affordable Plans. Save 30 to 50% on premiums, personalized health coverage, low to no deductible, no co-pays. And then that big, beautiful red button that says schedule call now. You click on the red button. You book a free consultation with my friend, Art Wilborn. He makes sure there are no gaps in your coverage. And he also makes sure that your personalized health coverage gives you a plan that doesn't force you to cover things like abortion, horrible things which would deeply offend your deeply held religious beliefs. MyFamilyHealthPlan.com. Affordable plans. Save 30 to 50% on premiums, personalized health coverage, low to no deductible, no co-pays. Click the big red button, schedule a call now, book a free consultation with Art Wilborn. He makes sure there are no gaps in your coverage. Save money on your insurance at myfamilyhealthplan.com. All right. Thank you so much for indulging us and uh, being a part of this today, being a part of what uh, we're trying to do here. We appreciate you so very much. Thank you for all of you, uh, that are patrons that go on there and, uh, give a few bucks uh, a month to help us, 
make this happen. Thank you for our advertisers. And then thank you for supporting our advertisers. We've heard from uh, so many of you that are so great uh, to uh, to support our advertisers uh, and to be a part of them. We've had people uh, buying cars uh, from uh, Red River Your Way, uh, people buying insurance from Art Wilborn, uh, people using the legal services of Justin Minton, uh, people using the investment services of Jonathan Presswood, uh, and then people using the health services, uh, the alignment services of uh, Dr. Crabtree and Turn My Power On. So we are so very thankful for you. Appreciate you so very much. Uh, look, I, you know, I think um, the the people of the United States are, and especially conservatives, are so very patient. Uh, so very long suffering because look, if you look at it, uh, we as especially conservatives, uh, we have been so, uh, hoodwinked. We have been so, uh, toyed with. We have time after time elected congressmen. We've elected senators. We've elected, um, uh, city councilmen and women. We've elected House representatives in our states, uh, state representatives and state senators. Uh, and uh, thank you, Terry. Appreciate you so very much. Uh, uh, and, and, and we have found ourselves uh, every time these people run as conservatives and then they vote, uh, the opposite of how they ran or at the very least they uh, placate and they water down and we can hardly recognize the things that they said that they were going to stand for. Uh, I was looking the other day, I was doing some research for Doc in, in uh, for a, an event that he was about to uh, partake in. And I was, it took me back to 2014. I went to the House of Representatives in 2016, but in 2014, we had a Democratic governor who brought in Medicaid expansion. This was, uh, uh, President Obama's way of, uh, nationalizing healthcare by bringing Medicaid into the states. And then you had uh, a lot of Democratic governors took it. You had a lot, some Republicans that took it. Uh, then after Mike Beebe left, uh, the, gubern- the, the governorship of Arkansas, Asa Hutchison, uh, was elected, uh, and uh, got up and ball-faced lied and said that he was ending, uh, the private option. And all he did was change the name of it, continued the program. And, uh, how I know that he did that was because I entered, uh, the House of Representatives in 2016. I filed a bill that said, oh, you're ending it. Okay. So if you're ending it, then uh, I would like to offer a bill that sends a letter to everybody that has presently has the private option, Medicaid expansion, uh, and they will receive a letter saying you need to find your own insurance because it's ending on this date, the date that uh, Governor Hutchinson said uh, that it was going to end. And they fought me and they did, my own party defeated the bill in committee. My own committeemen, my own, the, my fellow Republicans voted it down. You know why? Because they never planned to end it. They never planned to stop it. It was a ball-faced lie. If you lied uh, like that, you would go to jail. If you lied like that, you would lose your job. Uh, but they can lie and just, you know, 
and and pe- because people are trying to make a living, they're they're not paying attention, and and they can just. But people are wising up. President Trump has caused people uh, to to be wiser and to be looking for uh, this sleight of hand that these Republican and Democrat politicians uh, are perpetrating upon the people. Um, and so, um, we saw, so, so, but, but what, what really got my attention today as I was doing a little bit of research was that in 2014, uh, the Department of Health here in Arkansas had said, look, if we do this, it's not going to cost us a dime more. Uh, if we take on this Medicaid expansion, it's not going to cost us a dime more, uh, to do this. We'll take the money in. Uh, we'll be able to trade out what we were doing as a state. We'll be able to do the federal deal. It won't cost us any more money. In three years, you know how much money it cost us over and above what they sent us, the federal government? It cost us almost $800 million, almost a billion dollars it cost us. And so, whoops, uh, we, we misunder, we miss, we underestimated what the cost would be. Uh, blah, blah, blah. You can't tell me, look, that's not a rounding error. A billion dollars. You, you can't tell me that eight tenths of a billion dollars, uh, that, that was a mistake. That was an underestimation. No, uh, it was a look the other way. Now that was done originally under a Democrat, <clears throat> but the Republicans knew it. They knew it, uh, pretty soon that it was happening. Uh, and so uh, that's what I'm talking about. How, uh, Republicans, establishment Republicans, establishment Democrats uh, have betrayed the people of this country, the people of the state. Uh, and so that's why I'm so excited about uh, working for helping, supporting uh, men like President Trump, uh, uh, men like uh, Donald, uh, I mean, Doc Washburn, men like uh, Conrad Reynolds uh, that are running uh, to uh, to. Uh, fight uh, this uh, uh, and to push back against uh, this this really thievery that is happening in uh, in government. And so uh, I, I think it's so, so very important uh, that you get involved. It's so important that you are, are engaged. It's so important that you are a part of, of what is going on. Uh, and, uh, and so we're just, uh, just so thankful that you're here today. Uh, thank you, uh, uh, Janie for the clap and, uh, thank you so much for uh, sharing the show. Thank you for the likes there, uh, as well. Uh, we appreciate you so very much. Make sure you tell somebody about the show. Let them know about it as well. Let them know about what we're doing. Uh, and, uh, we got a lot of good things coming up here in just a moment. We got the tweet of the day. Uh, I'm going to do several of those today. I, I love getting on Twitter and just reading. There's so many very entertaining people on there. And so I'm going to, I'm going to do some more of those, uh, more than just one for you today as a special treat. Uh, we got some more advertisers I want to, uh, squeeze in here before we, uh, go today. We got about 17 uh, minutes or so left in this show. And so I want to make sure that we get these, uh, advertisers in before we uh, go. We're going to be here for, uh, uh, a great uh, for a little bit while. Thank you so much, Janie. Appreciate that. Uh, but, uh, Justin Minton's one of those great attorney and, uh, I want, uh, I want you to hear from him now. Let me once again express how thankful we are to our advertisers. I want to mention a couple of them to you. They make it possible for us to do what we do. 
like my friend Justin Minton, M-I-N-T-O-N, Minton in Benton. Now, Justin's a former insurance adjuster who left the insurance industry to become a private lawyer, founded the Minton Law Firm to help injured people fight against powerful insurance companies and corporations. And he has sure helped me out with the three automobile accidents I've been in since 2019. The Minton Law Firm has a great team of lawyers, including the 2016 Trial Lawyer of the Year and the 2016 Outstanding Young Lawyer of the Year. The insurance companies take Justin Minton and his team of lawyers seriously because they know they can and will take your case to trial if need be. So whether you want to go to trial or settle out of court, it's a really good idea to have a knowledgeable trial attorney on your side. Justin's team aims to bring justice to clients who've been injured and need somebody to stand up for them. No matter what the injury, Justin Minton, Make sure the Minton Law Firm always works hard for you. Whether you're in a car wreck, hurt of the job, or you or a loved one is suffering from the carelessness of another, if you're in Arkansas, Justin Minton Law, M-I-N-T-O-N, Minton and Benton, is here to help you. Just call the Minton Law Firm, 501-943-4195, or visit justinmintonlaw.com today. All right, let me ask you this. Does your financial advisor take the time to listen and get to know you? Is your financial strategy personalized for you and your family? Will your financial advisor be there as your life and financial situations change? When you work with Jonathan Presswood, he focuses on what's important to you. He uses an established process to help you achieve your unique goals, whether that's preparing for retirement, making your money last in retirement, planning your estate or inheritance, preparing for the unexpected, or anything else, Jonathan Presswood can help. Now, what should you do if you leave a job and have a 401k or other retirement plan? Or if you're getting close to retirement or already in retirement? Call my friend, Jonathan Presswood, today. He'll help you create a personalized financial strategy backed by the advice, tools, and resources to help you reach your goals. And he'll partner together with you help your strategy stay on track no matter what life throws at you. Listen, we can all dream of having a perfect retirement, but how many of us will actually experience it? No matter where you are today, Jonathan Presswood is offering a free retirement analysis to figure out where you'd like to be and what it will take to get you there, and there's no obligation. Contact Jonathan Presswood, a financial advisor with Edward Jones Investments, today at 501 503-4844. Again, that's 501-303-4844. Don't wait. Call Jonathan Presswood today at 501-303-4844. Now, if you're like me, you can't remember phone numbers, go to our website, docwashburnshow.com. Just click on the link to Jonathan Presswood at Edward Jones. Edward Jones, making sense of investing. Member SIPC. All right. Thank you so much for indulging us again. We appreciate that. And that's why we're able to do this because you are so kind. Uh, our, our advertisers are so kind to uh, support us and then you are so kind to allow us to play those here on the air. And we appreciate you. Uh, Terry said he's got to catch up tomorrow. He's got to catch some Z's. I get you a hundred percent, buddy. Uh, but, uh, wanted to, uh, Close out here today with a couple of things that I want to uh, want to uh, uh, mention to you. One, I want to mention just uh, how uh, so thankful I am. I'm just so humbled by the hundreds of donors, the hundreds of volunteers, 
that are helping uh, Doc, and not just helping Doc, but helping Conrad Reynolds, helping people all over the United States, uh, helping President Trump, uh, and and then helping other people uh, get elected. Listen, uh, you you can't do everything. Uh, you <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> you can't give everything, but you can give something. Uh, you can do something. You can call four or five people, let them know. You can donate, you know, ten bucks or whatever it is. But if all of us do something, uh, then we can make a, uh, a a real, real difference. And I'm gonna tell you, you know, the 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 thousand, two thousand, twenty nine hundred dollar donors, uh, those are humbling. Those are so uh, so very. Uh, needed, uh, but I'm telling you, it's just something about it uh, when that person sends in, uh, you know, a $25 check, a $10 check, uh, and uh, just on here even people, you know, giving a $5 uh, patron uh, and, and just doing what they can. Uh, and and I, I believe the Bible teaches this that uh, there's power in. Uh, you giving out of your necessity, not out of your abundance. It's when you give sacrificially and you do, you know, what you can. You cannot do what you can't. You do what you can. I just, I want to thank you. I want to thank you. Just overwhelmed by you as our listeners, uh, overwhelmed by you that, that help, uh, candidates. I'm just, uh, so, so, uh, very, very, uh, thankful uh, for each and every one of you and what you mean. Uh, and, and, and another thing, too, I think the, the media, uh, I think uh, the establishment would like for us to think that we are the minority. And uh, we've seen this. We saw this in 2016 when President Trump was elected. We saw this again in 2020 when President Trump was elected again and then the election was stolen uh, we've seen this, that there are more of us than there are of them. Uh, but it can seem like because of the nonstop drumbeat of liberalism and the nonstop uh, uh, attack on our children in schools and uh, on our culture, uh, that we can feel like we are the minority, but we are not. We are the majority, and we need to stand up for our rights and stand up for uh, for uh, liberty, and we need to stand up for the things uh, that uh, that that matter. And you're absolutely right, Janie. The media does not live in reality. Uh, and and listen, I, I think we uh, make make our lives much much better uh, when we don't uh, you know watch their programming, when we don't listen to their mind altering. Uh, Drivel, if you will. I, I want to, I want to close out here, uh, the last few minutes. We've got probably another 20 minutes or so. I want to spend some time on a thought that has really been, uh, hitting me of late. And, uh, uh, on a still horse. Good to see you, buddy. I'm glad you joined us tonight. <coughs> um, I, I wanted to ask you a question and it's more rhetorical. I don't know that I know the answer, but I've been doing a little bit of digging and research uh, because I asked this of Doc the other day. I said, Doc, I said, you know, uh, you know, one of the things I, I think would be phenomenal when you are elected uh, governor is that we end this onslaught in our schools and in our state ran colleges 
where liberals run schools. Why do we allow that to happen? Why do we allow uh, people who are educated beyond their intelligence uh, to uh, dictate and we send our children and pay uh, above market prices uh, to uh, liberal professors making a million dollars a year, tenured professors, to teach liberal garbage to our children. Uh, you know, the most liberal speakers can come in and speak on a university campus, but you let a conservative come and they want to burn the place down. Why do we allow that when it is a red state, especially in red states with conservative, supposedly conservative governors, that needs to stop and it needs to stop now. Uh, now, I'm not for uh, forbidding liberal uh, uh, ideology. I'm not for forbidding liberal talking points. What I'm for is uh, the silencing of conservatives, the mind-altering uh, liberal garbage being spewed uh, by liberal professors. And the minute somebody brings up a, uh, a valid alternative uh, thought, uh, they are shouted down. That's what I'm talking about. <clears throat> and so, uh, I, I think we have to, uh, and I've been, I've been working with some, uh, other groups, been talking to some other groups. Uh, there are some great, uh, uh, resources out there. Uh, I think Turning Point is probably a really good one, uh, but all of them are really in their infancy of taking on uh, this. And so I would be fascinated if you have some information, if you have somebody that is doing this, you have a state that is uh, putting forth some sort of effort. Uh, I just think that we cannot uh, we cannot surrender any ground to liberals and especially, especially uh, the ground of the fertile minds of our children and our young people, uh, 18, 19 years of age, going to college and then just being bombarded with liberal theology. Uh, and so I, I think it's so important uh, that those students be given a well-rounded uh, ideology and, and thought process. And, uh, and, and so uh, it's just something I've been thinking about a lot. And I know that liberals have really, really uh, taken over uh, the, the, the university sphere Oh, absolutely. Uh, uh, one still horse, uh, just feel free to go to follow the money, uh, go to, uh, uh, go to the state of Arkansas, look up, uh, people, um, uh, the highest paid people, uh, in, uh, Arkansas and you'll find professors there, uh, that are making, uh, that kind of money. Not, not, it's, uh, uh, yeah, football and basketball coaches do as well, but there, you actually have uh, several uh, professors making over a million dollars a year, uh, and that's that's right there as public knowledge. So you can you can look that up. Uh, and so uh, yeah, most of them are making you know uh, they can't be fired, and they're making you know two or three hundred thousand a year, uh, and uh, it's still not a bad living. But but there's you have several uh, UAMS has several uh, medical professors uh, making 1.3, 1.4 million a year. So uh, uh, anyway, uh, but uh, 
my point being that uh, the, the bottom line is that we cannot uh, or should not allow uh, our universities to be. I don't, I don't. I have no desire for universities to be conservative think tanks or to be conservative uh, talking points and mind altering, uh, uh, altering the minds of young people with all conservative. What I'm talking about is uh, both viewpoints uh, being welcome. And, uh, you know, as they say, look, you know, <clears throat> we're going to burn the place down. If you have a uh, conservative come and speak, uh, then we don't have anybody come and speak. Uh, <clears throat> let's see. Uh, uh, oh, oh, on a still horse is saying I work at a research uh, one institution and no professors are making that. Uh, I'll be happy. I'll get you that information. Uh, just drop in your email. I'll send those to you so you have them. Okay. And, uh, and, and that way we can, we can finish that up. So anyway, if you have any, uh, any ideas on that, I am, uh, presently, let me pull this up. Uh, there's a great website and I wanted to get this to you. In fact, we want to have this guy on the, uh, uh, on the show, uh, and, uh, he is a Corn Cornell universe, uh, Cornell, uh, professor, uh, and he actually is tracking, uh, where CRT, uh, is being, uh, is being taught in, uh, U.S. schools. Uh, the New York Post actually, uh, on April the 22nd, uh, actually, uh, Says new website tracks where critical race theory is taught at U.S. schools. Uh, Cornell Law School professors launched a new website about critical race theory curriculum in the U.S. It's called criticalrace.org. Criticalrace.org. I was shocked when I went there. In fact, I'm going there right now. That's criticalrace.org. Uh, you can see the map uh, of the United States. Uh, I just click on uh, Arkansas. And uh, listen to this. This is what it says. Despite a Republican governor and a conservative uh, majority and conservative majorities uh, in the legislature, uh, Arkansas has an education plan indistinguishable uh, from those of the blue states. The Arkansas Department of Education, Division of Elementary and Secondary Education, that's the ADESE, has fully embraced critical race theory for its elementary schools across the state. The Division of Higher Education, ADHE, has not yet adopted CRT as a nationwide, uh, I'm sorry, as a statewide mandate. However, they have made explicit plans to track data on minority students, teachers, staff, in order to guide future decisions, uh, decision making. Individual colleges and universities have taken the initiative to implement CRT to varying levels. Then he goes into, uh, the, uh, K-12 and, and on and on. So, uh, you'll see this. Uh, uh, here at, uh, uh, criticalrace.org and you can find out about your particular state. Uh, and so we're actually using some of this information and some other information that we received, uh, to talk about, uh, because we, we have, we have legislators saying, oh, uh, CRT, critical race theory is not being taught in the schools. Sure it is. Well, it's not being taught in the upper, uh, uh, in, in the higher education. It's not being taught in, uh, the, the junior high and high schools. No, it's in the elementary schools, which is even more deplorable in, in my mind. And so, um, here's another dirty little secret is that, you know, more than likely your state gets, 
uh, probably your state, if they're like Arkansas, uh, gets uh, uh, probably somewhere around 10, uh, 5 to 10 percent of the funding for your schools is coming from the federal government. So 90 to 95 percent of the funding comes from the local tax base, uh, the city, uh, county, parish, uh, et cetera, uh, township, uh, and the state. Uh, so that's 90 to 95 percent of the funding. Five to 10 percent is coming to the federal government. But when you look at the guidelines, when you look at regulations, when you look at uh, mandates that are coming down, uh, you'll find that the the mandates are much higher than five or ten percent, and so you while you're only getting five or ten percent of your funding uh, from the federal government, you're getting all of this um, all of these mandates, recommendations, uh, unfunded mandates, uh, etc. from the uh, uh, from the federal Department of Education, and so. Uh, a lot of this is because we have, in my personal opinion, we have abdicated our responsibility as as parents, as grandparents, as citizens. And we just said, well, let the educators take care of it. Let, you know, <clears throat> we're two job families and, you know, somebody else starting at K3 or K4 is raising our children and we look up and a child has been, you know, in a public uh, either uh, institution, uh, school, daycare, uh, uh, middle school, high school, college uh, now for uh, uh, 16 years. And we can't believe that our child is, you know, uh, believes that socialism and believes that communism is, is better than, uh, you know, a, a representative republic. Uh, well, don't be shocked because you've had, you know, 16, 18 years of indoctrination. So what do we expect? Uh, so, uh, and, and as Janie said, Sally had no idea when my son was in school. M- me either. My wife and I, uh, I remember this as a young man. Uh, my son came home from school and told my wife and I, uh, and he was in the fifth grade and, uh, he was telling me, uh, that, uh, that someone had a pornographic magazine at school and, uh, fifth grader. Uh, so he's what, 11 years old. And, uh, so, I, you know, I don't go up to the school, uh, you know, blowing and going. I don't go up there mad. I don't go up there upset. I go up there concerned. I, I don't go up there, you know, half cocked. I go up there very, kindly and and very professionally uh, I made an appointment with the principal um, and she listened to me very respectfully uh, I was not disrespectful I would not blame her uh, I just I said I feel like this needs to be you know uh, you know needs to be somehow needs to be addressed and uh, quite honestly her response to me was Mr. Copeland you need to let your son grow up uh, now this was in what the nineties. This was, in, you know, my son's 37. Uh, he was five, so it's been 32 years ago. Uh, and so, <clears throat> you know, it's only, I can only imagine, uh, what, what your children 
and my grandchildren, our, my wife and I's grandchildren, what they are uh, putting up with today uh, and what they are, you know, having to listen to and, and be, uh, you know, be subjected to. And so, uh, man, it's, you know, uh, it's, it's, it's really, really sad. And so I want to encourage you tonight. I want to encourage you. Uh, all is not lost. The Bible says where sin abounds, grace does much more abound. Uh, but, but thank God for good men like this Cornell professor who's put together criticalrace.org, uh, and, uh, and, and other people and, and shows like this and advertisers like this that help us, uh, have one more advertiser that I want to, uh, get in here before we go. Then we're going to do our tweet of the day and we'll be wrapping it up. Okay. So, uh, give me just a moment. We're going to, uh, uh listen to a, a good, uh, intro here and then go right into the tweet of the day. Hey, I'd like to help you with some health issues. You have migraines, neck pain, back pain, vertigo, acid reflux, eczema, problems with your blood sugar, maybe even hay fever. Okay, let's do a little test. Look in the mirror. Does one eye look bigger than the other? Are your eyes off balance? Are your shoulders off balance? Look at a picture of yourself. Are you tilting your head to the left or the right instead of sitting up or standing up straight? If the answer to any of these questions is yes, you probably need to get your atlas adjusted. That's how I got rid of my migraines, neck pain, and hay fever. Let me explain to you how it works because it's the best kept secret in American healthcare. Your skull weighs anywhere from 8 to 15 pounds. It rests on the top bone of your spinal column, the atlas, which only weighs 2 ounces. So it's really easy for your atlas to get out of alignment. If it does, your whole spinal column can get kinked up like a chain, restricting your central nervous system's ability to send impulses to the rest of your body. It can affect your respiratory system, reproductive system, circulatory system, even digestive system. And yes, it can cause migraines, neck pain, back pain, acid reflux. Eczema, vertigo, problems with your blood sugar, do yourself a favor. If you're in Arkansas, call my friends at the Arkansas Upper Cervical Center, 501-279-2009, for a free consultation to see if you need to get your atlas adjusted, because you probably do. You're outside central Arkansas, go to their website, turnmypoweron.com, and click on Find a Doctor Near You. And I sure hope you can. We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. It's the Doc Washburn Show Tweet of the Day. All right. All right. This is my favorite part of the show, and that is the Tweet of the Day. And so we're going to uh, go through a few of these tonight uh, before we get off of here. Uh, I always feel a little better after I get on Twitter and uh, get uh, a few laughs. Uh, and so I think it'll be, uh, I think it'll be a lot of fun here, here in just a moment. Uh, uh, Elon Musk says, if our Twitter bid succeeds, we will defeat the spam bots or die trying. I love it. <laughs> oh, shoot. <coughs> All right. Uh, let's see here. Who else we got? Uh, oh, uh, uh, let's see what we got. Let's see, uh, 
Oh, this is a good one by Bethany Therese. Uh, why aren't all the unvaccinated dead yet? There you go. Uh, let's see. Uh, Douglas Murray said visit a friend in Texas talking about Joe Rogan. All right. Uh, man, what do you think about the libs of TikTok? Uh, if you've not followed libs of TikTok, you need to. You didn't hear about it. Uh, libs of TikTok, uh, was doxxed, uh, by, oh, what was her name? My mind just, uh, just, uh, I'll, I'll find it here in just a second. But she was the very person who was talking about how terrible doxing was and how it was such a horrible thing. And then she actually, uh, was, uh, doxing, uh, the owner of Libs of TikTok. Uh, a, a great little side note, uh, Libs of TikTok has got the, you know, the guy screaming with the, the glasses on, the sketch looking things that we should amplify and bring. LGBTQIA plus 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 and CRT voices to the front. Uh, uh, <laughs> lives a TikTok, uh, plays the videos of these liberals and says, okay, we can do that. So they play. That's what lives a TikTok does. Uh, she plays, uh, just the unedited videos of these nut jobs, liberals. Uh, and, uh, the liberals are getting mad because, uh, she's playing, uh, you know, these, uh, th- these, um, uh, teachers who saying, you know, we need to, uh, you know, I just taught my second grade class about, uh, you know, about, uh, uh, transgenderism or whatever. Uh, Taylor Lorenz was the lady that was doing the, Doxing. Somebody showed a picture of Taylor Lorenz on a bicycle. <laughs> Taylor Lorenz is on a bicycle. This is on Twitter and she's driving a bicycle with a stick in her hand. She sticks the stick into her own, uh, uh, spokes, flips over the handlebars, laying on the ground saying, I'm the victim. Taylor Lorenz, uh, says the amount of insane stuff that's happened over the past 24 hours has been unbelievable. It's eye opening to see how sophisticated and vicious these coordinated attacks have become i'm grateful to work at a company that takes these issues seriously and is supportive i'm doing great uh libs of tiktok replies to her taylor lorenz who had millions of bezos dollars behind her and coordinated with leftist media to dox a private citizen is the real victim here and uh, that's exactly what happened but that's what liberals do liberals n- notice this Bill Clinton in, it didn't invent it. He perfected it. And that is what liberals always do is liberals always accuse you of what they are actually doing. If you'll notice, the liberals for three years said uh, Republicans trying to steal elections, Republicans trying to steal elections. They're trying to marginalize voters, right? So what they do three years for three years, four years, they said that uh, marginalizing voters, uh, trying to steal elections. And the whole time they were setting up to steal an election. That's what they do every time. Uh, Taylor Lorenz, uh, saying, you know, doxing is horrible. Doxing, uh, are, are, you know, uh, you know, going to people's homes and that uh, kind of stuff. No, no, this is not actually Doc Washburn. I'm sorry. Doc is, yeah, Doc is, uh, out. And, uh, but, uh, Dr. Jed, I will, I will turn the, uh, I will get the message to him. Uh, he's out tonight and tomorrow. And so I'm, I'm sitting in for him. 
Um, this is another, we're still on tweet of the day. Uh, said the family sex show was canceled due to, uh, was canceled, uh, and it was, uh, supposed to be performed at Bristol's Tobacco Factory in May. Sex play for children age five plus canceled after unprecedented threats and abuse to staff. Breaking. This is Libs of TikTok. Uh, and if you don't follow Libs of TikTok, you need to. They are hilarious. She's hilarious. Breaking. Second theater cancels family sex show after social media backlash. The show advertised full nudity for five-year-olds. This is a second theater to cancel this week. Uh, and so, um, the, the, uh, Libs of TikTok's doing great work. Oh, by the way, uh, before we get off of here, I wanted to let you know, I thought this was fantastic. A lot of you know who the, uh, the Babylon Bee is. It's a, uh, parody site and they do a lot of parody work. Well, Libs of TikTok, uh, you know, was being doxxed and uh, this, uh, Washington Post reporter was, uh, trying to get them, you know, uh, tr- trying to get people to attack them and everything else. So what does the Babylon Bee do but comes in and hires the owner of Libs of, Libs of TikTok, um, and actually hires her as, uh, and, and, and bankrolls her, uh, so that she can do this full time. So I thought that was a really, really awesome, awesome story. Uh, look, I want to thank you so much for joining us tonight. I, I want to thank you for being a part of this. I'll be back on again tomorrow. Uh, I'll also be doing a show on Saturday and maybe one on Sunday. And getting us caught up. Doc will be back after the weekend. He's just burning the candle from end to end. I, I understand a hundred percent. Uh, you, you'd rather have him. I would rather have him much rather have him. So I understand it, but he's doing good work. He's working hard. Uh, he hates that he can't be on. Uh, but again, he was at five events from 7 a.m. to after midnight tonight. Uh, and so he's trying to catch a little sleep and then hitting the road again in the morning, be uh, going from place to place. So uh, love you guys. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for supporting us. Thank you to all of our advertisers. And uh, we will see you right back here uh, tomorrow. So hang tight. And uh, we're going to uh, we're, we're going to make sure that we make this thing happen and we have a, a good time together and just uh, keep rocking and rolling. All right. And again, Thank you so much for all of your time. Appreciate you. Special report is the Doc Washburn Show Tweet of the Day.